0: I want to talk to you today about one of the most misquoted scriptures in the Gospels. That is 1 Timothy 6.10. 1 Timothy 6.10. 1 Timothy 6.10 says this, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. For the love of money. Many, many times I've heard people say, you know, the, that money is the root of all evil. Money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. As a financial planner for a quarter of a century, I can attest to that particular scripture. Now, money is not, in, is not evil by nature, but it is not neutral. And I want to explain there. Money dictates our behavior. If you found a $20 bill blowing across the parking lot at Walmart and you picked it up, what's your first thought? Wow, what what a great day. You know, I found a twenty dollar bill. Is your first thought who can I give this to? Who did it belong to? Who can I help with this twenty dollar bill? Let's up the ante a little bit. I'm talking about financial blessings such as the trump money the stimulus money okay now I know many many people who never missed a day of work were not were not affected by the pandemic in their their ability to earn an income some received based on their family size two and three thousand dollars direct deposit into their bank account and the the thought or the, the action a reaction to that money was to buy material things. I actually stopped at a Walmart on the way home from an appointment and it was at the beginning. So it was sometime in April of, of 2020. And I walked by the electronics department in the Walmart and it was packed. I'm talking about, it was like, Uh, uh, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. It was just... uh, And I could not figure it out. I mean, people were buying cell phones, uh, uh, laptops, computers, um, Xboxes, PS4s, games, stereo... I mean, it was just... It was was just a a level of insanity. When I say packed, I'm talking about packed. i seen... Now, this is at the beginning of the pandemic. i seen women in the electronic section of this Walmart with newborn babies that were still pink. I mean, these babies were probably less than three or four days old. And I got home that day and I'm like, what, what did I just witness? What, what was going on? And my daughter texted me. She said, Hey dad, um, I got, uh, uh, uh stimulus money direct deposit in my checking account today. And I, I put two plus two together. I'm like, aha. That's exactly what happened. People were out spending that stimulus money. Okay? Not setting it aside for later days for for possible problems uh, or loss of income. They were out buying material things. That money hadn't even been in their account for 24 hours. And they were out blowing it. And it really bothered me. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And that particular following Sunday, I actually gave a sermon at church. I said, listen, I said, if you didn't need the money, if, you, if you're if you not missing uh, uh, work and you don't anticipate, maybe you've got a government job or a municipality job or, uh, you know, a, a, a job working at uh, a grocery store and you know that you're not going to miss or assume that you're not going to miss any income, that you probably should help those that, that have lost their jobs. That was my first thought. Because you know, people in the restaurant business—you remember—people uh, in the restaurants stopped working. You know, the waitresses, the cooks, the dishwashers, the owners, the managers—the whole. I mean, they, they they shut down. And I thought, you know, maybe someone in your family, maybe a neighbor, maybe someone here at the church, maybe could could uh, uh, really use some additional assistance. Because the reality is, you know, uh, uh, twelve hundred bucks doesn't go far when you've lost your job for two or three months, right? And I didn't see it. What I seen and what I witnessed and what I observed is that people were going out and going on vacations. Uh, They were buying material things. Um, They were paying off credit card debt that they shouldn't have had to begin with. They were using it on themselves, okay? And to this day, some of that same crowd is asking, when is that next stimulus check coming? I'm like, well, you know what? You misused the first one. You may not get a second one. You know, it, it, money is always a test. And it really bothered me. Now, I mentioned that I've been a financial planner for a quarter of a century. What I have seen is that money dictates behavior. Our beliefs should dictate our behavior, but very seldom do we see our beliefs overcoming the behavior that is 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 generated by money if our beliefs dictated our behavior and we came across money that that we didn't earn okay that we didn't you know save or set aside for a rainy day that maybe we received as an inheritance maybe we received as a bonus check maybe it was a stimulus check maybe you had a profit or a, an increased offer a profit from the sale of a home a number of things, and what I've seen is the behavior that is is uh, following those particular uh, what I would call blessings to begin with, and they're turned into something negative. That that is just being misused. I have seen beneficiaries of uh, of their parents' estates sue each other over inheritance. I have seen the relationships dissolve. I have seen a. The, the number of divorces increase. Do you, do you know or are you aware that the number one cause for divorce in the United States today is money issues? Number one cause. Because we are allowing money to dictate our behavior. It is dangerous. And when we read First Timothy 6.10, it says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. If we read Matthew 6.24, it says, No man can serve two masters, for he, either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, which is God and money. That is so true. I mean, it is absolutely true because money is dictating our behavior when our beliefs should be dictating our behavior. If our beliefs are that we should be obedient to God and be good stewards, why are we allowing money to cause us to make bad decisions and be bad stewards in reality that it is? In my own personal life, I lost my father September 16th. Following the death of my father, the entire conversation has been about money. Not by me. He, he owned a business. Uh, you know, there's other family members. The entire conversation has been about money. From the from the day of his death, you know, I, I feel cheated. I, I haven't even had an opportunity to grieve and I'm dealing with money issues on dealing with, you know, closing a business and, you know, paying debts. And it, it's just, it's just a little overwhelming in my own relationship with my parents. My parents say, Jay, you know, you're going to be the, you know, the executor. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And this is going to be what you receive. I said, I don't want anything. And my dad responded, it's my money. I can give it to whoever I want. I said, that's exactly right. So give it to the kingdom. I don't need it. Your son has been well blessed. Your son has the ability to earn an income. Your son is not, uh, you know, uh, perpetually in debt. Your son is fine. If you feel like you need to give a, a portion of the estate to me, I, I, I decline. Give it to the kingdom. I would. He said, "Well, you give it to the kingdom." I said, "Well, if that's what happens, that's what happens. I will absolutely give it to the kingdom." The amount of of clients that I have over the last 24 years that have made bad decisions, and I've seen it change them when they inherit money. I've seen the change in them is disturbing. People, don't let money control you. You know, when, when scripture says that the borrower is slave to the lender, that is... 100% if I could say a thousand percent I'd say a thousand percent 100% true it starts to dictate our behavior inheritance dictates our behavior receiving stimulus money dictates our behavior which going back to the beginning of this conversation is that money cannot harm you but it is not neutral People say, "Jay, what do you how explain why is it not neutral?" Because the IRS tells us that the money is not neutral. That money has a tag on it. Let me explain. So let's say that you're receiving money as an inheritance from an IRA. That is a beneficiary IRA. If you're a spouse, you can take it and you can roll it over to your name without paying tax, but it is still tagged, labeled as a beneficiary IRA. If you're a child or a grandchild or a family member or a friend of uh, of, of someone who has passed away and left part of an IRA or a 401k or a Roth to you, the IRS says that money is tagged, it is taxable. You have to do something with it. That means that you have to pay tax on it, okay? If a $20 bill is laying in on your table, It has a tag. It is individually owned, okay, which means it's not taxable right now. But if you invest it and you earn anything on it, it becomes taxable. The government tells us that money is not neutral. (coughs) So, my fellow believers, I plead with you this. Jesus told us God told us that, that we are going to struggle with money. they gave us over t- God gave us over 2,300 scriptures detailing how we handle money. We are told that the love of money is going to cause problems in our life. We are told in Matthew that we cannot serve two masters, meaning that God knew that we were going to bow to one or the other. Who are you bowing to today? If I looked at your stewardship, could I accuse you of being a Christian? It's a valid question. In your own life, maybe, maybe you're in the fourth season of your life. Maybe the sun is starting to set on your life. I can tell you right now, if your estate is not established correctly and not handled correctly, you will probably cause more harm than good with your inheritance that you're leaving it is one of the biggest things that I handle as a faith-based financial planner. Is preparing people for their eternal home in regards to how their estate is distributed at their death. I want to help you with that particular aspect of it because I can tell you, as parents, we love our children, but I can tell you, depending on how you are leaving things, you may you may cause relationships to cease because of the 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 belief that you have to leave 100% of your assets to your children or to your family i've seen it and it's not it's not a 50-50 it's about a 80-20 80 negative 20 positive it causes problems because if you have more than one child, each child is probably not equal in their ability to steward money responsibly. We look at that in, in farms. We look at you know three or four children on a farm. There may be one or two of the children that actually farm, maybe a couple that don't. How how are you you know passing on that farm? Is it equal? Is it is it going to cause problems with the, the children that aren't farming? Listen, this is a a, a, a huge subject, but what it's going to do is going to force it's going to force people to be focused on the money versus their beliefs. Sometimes it's the in laws that cause that dissension. Why is your brother? Why is your sister getting more than you? Is are, you know it's not fair how that was handled. I'm telling you, <laughs> from experience, I've been doing this too long. It causes problems. Listen. Let me help you with my experience. Let me help you with my understanding of what Scripture tells us and guides us on how to handle money to avoid some of those problems that I have witnessed as a financial planner. You can find my contact information at KingdomPlanAdvisory.com KingdomPlanAdvisory.com You can call me at 888-226-7614. Schedule an appointment. Schedule a consultation, and just say, "Jay, I've got issues. You know, how should I set set up my estate through a will, or through a trust, or through beneficiary designations, or through transfer on death, or through payable on death? How am I doing this correctly? Because it's very important. Don't create an issue where none exists today. Once again, you can find the contact information." to have a chat with me at KingdomPlanadvisory.com. God bless, and I hope to help you soon. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanadvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website, or you may call 888 226 seven six one four securities offered through vanderbilt securities llc member finra sipc and registered with msrb advisory services offered through vanderbilt advisory services god bless